This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Accenture Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This edition of the BBC Music Magazine podcast is sponsored by Adagio, the leading streaming service for classical music. Discover Adagio's tailor-made search, expert playlists and exclusive recordings for yourself. Visit podcast.adagio.com and enjoy 14 days for free. Welcome to the BBC Music Magazine podcast. I'm the magazine's editor, Oliver Condy. So here's a quick reminder first about our website at classical-music.com where you can read all about the latest music news, read reviews of thousands of recordings and enjoy our free download of the week and much more. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and we have an iPad edition. Phew, and to keep abreast of what's happening, sign up to our newsletter via the website. Most importantly, the Christmas issue is out now. Happy Christmas, which brings me to our special discount for podcast listeners. All of you can now get 30% off. Yes, that's 30% of every six issues, which takes the cost to just £25.15. And you can claim the offer by visiting buysubscriptions.com slash music podcast. Finally, sign up to our newsletter via the website for all the latest goings on. Right, time to get on with the show. The BBC Music Magazine Podcast. So with me for our special Christmas celebration podcast episode are reviews editor Michael Beek and editorial assistant Freya Parr. Hello. So, indeed, it's time for music news. Freya, what's been going on in the music world? 
So as is typical at this time of year, it's been the Young Chorister of the Year competition on Radio 2. And this year, the winners were 15-year-old Amelia Jakes from North Yorkshire and 12-year-old Cassian Pickler-Rocker from Gloucestershire. Quite the mouthful. Um, and they both sang really beautifully. I really recommend going onto the BBC Sounds app and website to listen to clips of those. And the full episode is still available, I believe. Um, and they will go on to record with the BBC Philharmonic, sing on BBC Radio across the coming months and also appear on our disc, our cover CD, next May. Um, so you can definitely listen to a full selection of their music then. Yes, it's just been recorded, actually. So, yes, there's a, an arrangement of, of wonderful bits and pieces. Um, and, uh, yeah, you'll be able to... So it, it's actually wonderful that Radio 2, uh, you know, is joining this sort of celebration yeah. of choral music, actually, because Radio mm-hmm. 2 obviously think of it as a pop music station, but it does have this sort of cultural... Um, you know, it's one of the longest-standing programmes in the world. Friday night is music night. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. you know, there was... used to be the organist entertains, and mm-hmm. they had the uh, a classical music programme. Um, so you know, Radio 2 is, uh, you know, it's nice to see that that diversity across the stations, I think. Definitely, it's important. Yeah, it was a lovely programme. Everyone sang incredibly well, but those two winners were unbelievable. They sang, um, Amelia sang a programme of Stainer and Handel, and she actually was a fi- uh, losing finalist last year, so it was nice to see her do really well. And um, Cassian sang John Dankworth and the hymn Christ Triumphant. Um, and it's definitely worth a listen. Something to look forward to uh, next year. Michael, what's been happening for you? Uh, well, I do love a study, as we all know, <laughs> and my latest uh, study is uh, by Universal Music Group. They have been listening to Bach quite a lot ahead of their giant box set, which is actually reviewed in our current issue, the Christmas issue. Um, their study is about how Bach's music is getting quicker in all the recordings. So if you listen to a recording of Bach made, you know, 30, 40 years ago, it will naturally be quite slower than a recording made like this year or in the last decade. And actually, as the decades move on, the recordings are getting quicker and quicker. Mm. And they've, they've sort of proven this with, with various examples. I'd like to prove this with some examples. Um, so our first clip is going to be uh, from an Otto Klemper recording from the 1960s of the St. Matthew Passion. Very slow. Very slow. So let's have a listen to that. Okay, and our second clip is uh, from the same piece from the St. Matthew Passion, the opening chorus, this time recorded in the 1980s uh, by John Elliot Gardner. It's actually only 20 years of separating the two. Only 20 years, mm. and, and yet. it's markedly quicker. Yeah. There we are. And our third example is from uh, the 2003 uh, recording by Paul McCreesh and the Gabrielli. Uh, And this is quicker again. So we have three examples of the same piece, uh, which are quite obviously 
getting quicker as the years go by, and I think that's absolutely fascinating. It is. I mean, there's a sort of aesthetic to the Clamper one, isn't there? The mm-hmm. sense of mournfulness, the, the anticipation of the crucifixion. You know, there's a Definitely. real sort of literal mm-hmm. uh, introduction there, and, and, and it's it really interesting to see how the music changes character when it when it when it becomes quicker. Definitely. I mean, it really becomes a piece that's imbued with hope and and, and dance. I mean, it's a dancing. It's in six eight. It's it's it's, it's actually got a bit of a you know movement to it. Definitely much more sprightly. And Vikinger Olufsen, the pianist uh, who is recording of the month for the Christmas issue, also talks about this. Um, and he says uh, that uh, he thinks Bach now generally sounds quite different now from 30 years ago. And he thinks actually his music is is contemporary rather than classical, which I think is, again, another fascinating yeah, I sort of way to look at it. sort of happens, because it's that argument, again, of people, of people getting slightly more impatient or audiences wanting a bigger impact. There's always that argument with pop music. Mm. The introductions are getting shorter to the point that actually often they don't even have any. Would a song like Bohemian Rhapsody even be successful nowadays? It's interesting to see it kind of crossing over. Well, I think Sir Matthew Passion is still a couple of hours long. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think think you're going to have it fitting on one side of an LP anytime soon. No. Um, (laughs) But no, I think it's a really fascinating study. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to to talk about uh, very briefly about the good news that Antonio Papano has signed up to another five years at the Royal Opera House after being on for about 16 years he's been there. Um, You know, to to, make absolutely incredible work that he does not only there but also at the orchestra over in Rome his Santa Cecilia um, orchestra but but it's you know the opera house really forms a core of what he does and um you know, he's, he's such a personable individual. I mean, whenever I've met him, he's, he's always sort of eager to talk about and discuss and, 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 and enthuse about, about his work. And it's so refreshing that a major artist like that is, is, is so open about what he does. And, mm. and, and singers love working with him, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. This is good news. Um, and, but but we, we return to Universal, actually, for a, uh, our first Christmas gift of this uh, month's podcast, which is the Pavarotti set, uh, which caught my eye, actually. Uh, this is a set of, um, it's, it's called the Pavarotti Art Case, and it's a wooden case which incorporates a digital player, some paintbrushes, some paint. Pavarotti was an artist, um, as well as a singer, obviously. Um, and um, this this extraordinary uh, sort of uh, piece of furniture has been made by David Lindley, and I think only about 10, 8 to 10 of them are being made. And if you want one, you're going to have to fork out £84,000. However, 84000 <laughs> only, only 84000 And I hope they wrap it. And um, <laughs> I all, uh, So there are going to be limited edition prints of his paintings in this. Obviously, his entire recordings, um, and there's going to be uh, recordings that have been dug up from the Universal, from the Decca catalogue and, you know, remastered and all that kind of stuff. But you also get to fly out to Modena for a, um, it says in the, in the blurb, a, a white uh, glove service, um, uh, money can't buy dining experience from Pavarotti's own chef at the residence in in Modena. Um, he still so has a chef. He he. <laughs> I don't think on. it's yes. <laughs> Pavarotti's own chef is still uh, is still functioning. I think providing these experiences. So so yes. I mean, if you've got deep pockets, um, yeah. then wow. then by all means get in there quick because um, have you yeah. seen any of his paintings? I haven't. No. I any not, good. I think so. I think they're okay. I think they're okay. I, I don't think he's any Picasso, but I think no. he's... Well, secondary to other things. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's... Yeah, he's all right. He got by. So that's, that's, that's really an, just an extraordinary thing. I mean, it's going to be made from, you know, fumed, figured eucalyptus and walnut veneers uh, and, and all sorts of things. The score to Ness and Dorma has been sort of etched on the side. It's all oh, rather um, me. extravagant. Yes, so. quite. So with that brings us to the end of our music news. He 
So it's me again, I'm afraid. You've got uh, um, the Christmas issue with our main story, um, the celebration of 100 years of nine lessons and carols from King's College, Cambridge. So to kick us off, we're going to hear a 1963 version of the Sussex Carol um, under the baton of David Wilcox. What's interesting about that is is they, they do perform that work a lot faster these days. So there's another example of music getting quicker over the yeah, years. So actually, actually, that's quite are. pedestrian in my view. You mm. hear the, yeah. if they perform that again this year, I can't remember whether they are or not. But you you know, it's one that comes out with regularity, yeah. and I think it, it's at least you know a five or six notes on the metronome a little bit. Mm. Um, a little it's bit just faster. brilliant, fascinating. Yeah. So so what we've done is we've gone over to Cambridge. We sent Richard Morrison over to Cambridge to talk to Stephen Cleary. His his final. Nine Lessons and Carols, yep. the hundredth um, Nine Lessons and Carols from King's College Cambridge. I mean, such an institution. Mm-hmm. When they first began um, back in 1918 doing this service, um, you, you know, the choir was not regarded as one of the finest mm. in Cambridge, let alone the world. Yeah. And a succession of choral um, directors have, have turned the choir around into this iconic ensemble. I mean, it really is. And this is a, 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 such a fascinating document, both of performance practice, but also of the longevity of this is fascinating service. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that the compu- appeals to everyone from people yeah. who are very much devoted to the, the Christian message to anyone who just loves incredible music making at Christmas time. Definitely. I think it's part of everyone's Christmas, really. Even if you're not there, you, everyone watches it on the telly the night before. And get it's sort of signals that point at which Christmas is very much underway. <laughs> oh, definitely. And there was a, I saw a fascinating story about prisoner, prisoners of war in the Second World War who want, who recreated oh, the nine nice. lessons of carols for their own sort of mini Christmas in the camp. And I just thought that was just yeah brilliant. Yeah, I, 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 what, what's fantastic about it is that it, it is this mix of carols and readings, yes. and, and 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 it's a real catch-all service. Mm. I mean, it's more of a festival than a service. But mm. um, so that's the celebration in in the magazine. Michael, you're going to talk about um, an interview you did with the wonderful Welsh baritone, Mr. Brinterville. Absolutely, I won't try and do uh, his voice, but um, we had a really lovely chat on the phone, and he's a really great, great guy to chat to. And this was for Rewind, which is in our Christmas issue, uh, and we talked obviously about three recordings of his from over the years, and he shared some really great insights into into his early recording career and the sort of the naivety, if you like, of, of, of sort of bursting onto that, that recording scene, um, you know, whether it was arriving in Rome for a, a few days of recording, not actually feeling very well and probably should have gone home, he said, but didn't and carried on, um, to his very first recording, which was with uh, Dame Joan Sutherland and Luciano Pavarotti uh, and turning up at the hotel and finding them drinking tea in the garden and just sort of getting stuck in and having tea with them and <laughs> how bizarre that was. And you can just imagine it. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a great little interview uh, in the current issue. And he's obviously got a new uh, disc out as well. Dreams and Songs, which is sort of a sort of a quite light collection of, of uh, encores, if you like, perfect for this time of year. Uh, and here's a, a, a clip from one of those: "It's Trees," uh, which is a lovely song. Mm-hmm. 
I think that I shall never see A poem lovely as a tree A tree whose hungry mouth is Now, Bryn can turn anything into gold, can't he? I mean, Absolutely. wonderful voice. I like to think he's singing about Christmas trees there yes, as well. Yes, love it. But yes, that was Bryn Turfle with the uh, Czech Philharmonic and Paul Bateman conducting. Freya, what have we got in the magazine that you can talk about? So this was one of my favourite features from this month because we were all involved and it involves one of my favourite pastimes, which is reading. So we were all given <laughs> two novels each about composers, some significantly better than others. Um... Michael was quite lucky he got Julian Barnes's Noise of Time. And I I'm did. Still it's envious sublime. of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so actually some genuinely good recommendations of great reading material that you can kick back by the fire with or some you can actually just use as kindling. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so it's kind of... It's, it's just a really nice look at all of the random literature out there that's been written about some of our favourite composers. So these are fictional stories about great composers. The yeah. composers are real, the stories are not. I mean, I, I read one called List's Kiss, which is all about <laughs> List in um, cholera-stricken Paris in the 19th century. I mean, totally fictitious, mm. you know, List basically sitting up in his garret all day drinking um, claret, yes. apparently. Mm. And not much kissing. Um, and, and no, no, I was very... Well, the title does say just one kiss, and <laughs> yeah. indeed well, there is just one exactly kiss, it. but I don't want to... No plot spoilers, oh, please. Yeah. Um, so, so yes, it's it's uh, an intriguing an intriguing mm. feature. That, it was, uh, yeah, it was really fun to do, and actually my my second book, which had the ridiculous title of Vivaldi's Virgins, you would think <laughs> would be absurd, but it was genuinely a good read. Yeah, well, some of them were. I learnt loads about Hildegard von Bingen, which I had no idea about. It was slightly dry compared to some of the others. It wasn't very frothy. Mm. But, yeah... No, I learned a lot, and actually, it was very accurate. So, yes, I'm actually genuinely good. Tips we only to swap now and read each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we've got this wonderful cover CD on the magazine. Let's not forget that. So, it is a, a recording um, by Welsh Cathedral Choir, the girls and the boys um, joining the lay clerks and choral scholars, and um, it's just a beautiful. I mean, some of the work, some of the music on the disc has been specially recorded for us this Christmas, which I'm always very proud of. Um, there are such beautiful choir. Matthew Owens, the choral director, is is, is one of the one of the finest I think this country has. Very fine composer too. So some of his music appears on 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 the, on the disc. So, um, but let's hear the title a little bit from the title track. It's um, John Rutter's "Love Came Down at Christmas." So that was gorgeous. The Love Came Down at Christmas by mm. John Rutter, sung by, indeed, sighing all the way, yeah. <laughs> sung Lovely. by the choir, girls and boys of, of, of Wells Cathedral. I really want to bring in, though, our commission to carol. So every year we've been commissioning, for the last sort of five years, we've been commissioning a carol from a composer. Um, and we print the music, the score itself, in the magazine for you to um, enjoy this Christmas with your choir, or indeed next year, in a concert, in a carol service. And... This year we had Dabrinka Tabakova, the Bulgarian composer, who's composer in residence with the BBC um, Concert Orchestra. 
and she's done a really fantastic, rustic, uh, almost medieval sounding Goodwill to Men and Peace on Earth. Um, so if you can get your singing chops around that, um, <laughs> then you're... Uh, then you have our full admiration, and absolutely. we very much like to hear your performances. Do um, it's absolutely it's 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 a wonderful, wonderful carol. So much richness to it, and um, again, very proud to have that in the magazine. Great. Yeah, and if you've been recording or rehearsing your Christmas repertoire for your Christmas concerts, do send it in as well, because we'll be featuring a different choir each day for Advent. So my choir is actually doing two of the former BBC Music magazine um, commissions this year, which are much trickier than I thought initially. So <laughs> there we <laughs> are. Challenge. Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. The BBC Music Magazine Podcast. This edition of the BBC Music Magazine Podcast is sponsored by Adagio, the leading streaming service for classical music. Discover Adagio's tailor made search, expert playlists, and exclusive recordings for yourself. Visit podcast.edagio.com and enjoy 14 days for free. So it's that time in the podcast when we talk about recordings we've discovered this month. Freya, you start. Yes, so I have discovered Jean Rondeau's um, new album, the um, French harpsichordist, um, and he's done an album of Scarlatti sonatas and there's a set of 15 sonatas with a sort of improvisatory interlude in the very middle that he's sort of made up, which is actually particularly lovely. Um, but they're all very short little pieces. They're all kind of bite-sized introductions to the genius that is Scarlatti. And it's a really playful, energetic uh, disc. And the cover as well is just adorable. It's a photo of him from when he was young that just sucked me in to begin with. And actually the content is just mm. as good. Wearing roller skates, isn't he? Yeah, it's adorable. Yeah, um, so yeah, we're going to listen to uh, track four from the album, which is uh, Scalati's keyboard sonata in D minor. That was Scarlatti's keyboard sonata in D minor performed by John Rondeau. I think it's such a blistering interpretation. There's some more kind of reflective sonatas on the album as well, but that one sort of stuck out there. Mm. Furious playing. It is, stuff. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's actually um, one of a real sort of group of along with people like Mahanis Vahani mm. who are really sort of uh, not so not just bringing the harpsichord out of of, of the you know back back into the limelight, mm. but really you know um, putting their all into it, mm, injecting it with a, a huge amount of passion and soul. And, yeah, Blow the dust off. Clearly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not afraid to you know go mm. for it. Definitely. Mm. 
Michael, what have you got for us this month? Uh, so I've got the debut album uh, from the ensemble uh, Roco, which is the River Oaks Chamber Orchestra. Um, and they've, in fact, been uh, around in Houston for 12 years. So it's actually a long time between you know being there and doing an album, which is great. Um, they have gathered together uh, repertoire from their 12 seasons uh, and they are a great commissioning ensemble. So it's pretty much it's all new stuff, contemporary, uh, you know, modern, modern composers. Uh, and I've settled on a part of a piece called Murmurations by uh, Derek Bermel. Uh, and it's called Gliding Over Algiers. And it's completely opposite to that very busy harpsichord. <laughs> it's very relaxing, very sort of evocative Good. and beautiful. I love the overlapping of sounds in that, actually, the, the way that the, the lines move and, and uh, yeah. ever so gently, and yet it's, yeah, there's a real sense of freedom, isn't there? Definitely, definitely. The whole work is, is stunning. And actually, the whole, the whole it's a two-disc set, and um, it's, it's, it's a great mix of stuff. Uh, I love a good sort of musical story as well, and there's a great uh, take on Jabberwocky uh, by another composer, <laughs> which is, and it's just brilliant to listen to. Yeah, I'm really, really impressed with this album. Yeah, a real discovery for, for me as well. Mm. Fantastic. I'm going to yank us back into the Christmas season, I'm afraid, from my discovery. Um, but but actually to Advent, and I think Advent is, is, is even richer than Christmas yeah. in its pickings. You know, you've not only got the, the sort of sense of Adam and Eve and you've got the Day of Judgment and you've got the expectant Virgin Mary and, and of course, you've got Christmas at the end of it all. So um, the birth of Jesus. So, um, so, so the, you know, the, the, the music to draw on is, 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 is rich. Mm. And every single year... The choir of St John's College, Cambridge, is uh, broadcast live on Radio 3. And it's such a beautiful um, service that, that, that is not as well known as the King's College, Cambridge Christmas service, but I think is equally as beautiful and equally as dramatic. So I'm going to choose a local hero, Mr David Bednall, who's uh, one of the organists at Bristol Cathedral and such a, uh, such a talented composer, um, you know, influenced by many, many composers, the strongest, I think, being Herbert Howells. Um, who I think is one of his great heroes. But anyway, here's David Bednell's Noe Noe, which finishes um, this Discord Advent Live, um, which is a collection of uh, recordings from various um, Advent carol services over the years. So that little slice of uh, Advent drama brings us to the end of this month's podcast and it just remains for us all to wish you all very, very happy Christmas and we will see you next month when we'll be talking about the January issue. So it's goodbye from all of us. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. The BBC Music Magazine Podcast